coming into into fall camp is taking care of the football you know operating at a really high level those are the two things to me that are that are most important the ball's the only thing that matters so take care of the rock and we're going to be in good shape i love it because oklahoma is an easy sell and who coach venables is and who our guys are man like and just coming from clemson and, and coming to oklahoma man i've been i've been really blessed the locker room that we have for us um i've seen Again, a, a great leadership through the course of the summer. Uh, again, a lot of sweat equity that's been put in uh, to this season. And um, I see our guys that are, are really confident right now um, because of the work that they've put in. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. Where's my music at, TJ? Well, I'm typically, uh, typically you don't. Here? Well, you typically don't talk out the yodeling, and I'm like, do I start up? Uh, I've never been to Spain, or do I just let uh, Vin have his moment? And I just let Vin have his moment. Okay, so okay. yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, welcome, hour three, T Row in the morning show. Win today, August third. Thirty-one days to a sooner kickoff. One month from today, September three, uh, Oklahoma will be playing football at uh, Owen Field. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. I'm Toby. That's TJ. Thank you for joining us. This show every day brought to you by the fine folks at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. XOE is the place to be. They got the bad boy mowers that I talk about all the time. I'm tooling around in the bad boy Maverick right now because um, a lot of people say I remind them of Top Gun, TJ. And I love it. I've fallen in love with the bad boy mowers this summer. But I got to tell you about these CF motos as well. Uh, the CF Motos and Extreme Outdoor Equipment is the exclusive Oklahoma City dealer of CF Moto Power Sports. We're talking four-wheelers, utility vehicles, side-by-sides. It is the fastest-growing brand in the entire power sports industry for a reason. They're awesome. CF Moto may not yet be a household name, but they soon will be, TJ. They're better built, better equipped, have a better warranty, and a price less than competition. You owe it to yourself to hop down to Goldsby and check them out. They got them in Newcastle as well. They are in very high demand, so stock is constantly changing. Check out the CF Motos at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. And check out the new golf carts they got, too. They are sweet. All right, Sean asked a question before the break about uh, stupid questions being asked at press conferences. 
And I'm not going to deny that that certainly takes place. But I will defend my uh, fellow media members with a, 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 a little bit of an explanation. I do think, well, this is what I was about to say when we went to break, I do think the guys that are running the fan websites, uh, the Sooner Scoops, the OU Insiders, things like that, a lot of times they approach the press conferences saying, all right, we represent the fans, here's what the fans want to know. And so a lot of times you'll hear them ask that kind of question. Um, the TV and ra- uh, The TV and newspaper guys have a little different task at these things and i can only speak to when when i was at nine uh i would go cover the press conference and my job was that week to come up with six or seven angles for ou stories we want to run something ou football related at six and ten every day you can't have a sports cast in the state of oklahoma in football season without something from ou football every day so I want to run a soundbite or a story in every show that week. I think when Bob was having the pressers, weren't they on Monday, TJ? You know what? Drake and I just had this discussion yesterday. And, yes, I think it did. they started on okay. Mondays and then shifted late to Tuesday perhaps. But, yeah, we were actually talking about this yesterday. So and Monday from what All I right, remember. So I would, I would do a stand-up package for Dean at 6 and 10 on Monday and then have a at least a package or an angle where he could put together sound bites for uh, six or seven of the broadcasts the rest of the week. So before I would go to the press conference, I would think of what are six or seven different package possibilities this week on OU football. A couple would be related to the previous game that happened on Saturday. Maybe OU gave up too many sacks. Maybe they had a really big day on the ground. Maybe they had too many turnovers. Maybe they forced a ton of turnovers. Whatever the case may be, what are some storylines related to the last game that I could create a package out of? What are some potential storylines about the game coming up, the opponent coming up, that I could create a package out of? And then I'll have a couple of ideas that I haven't thought of yet, but something will be said in the press conference that will trigger, oh, that would be a good story idea. So you leave yourself open to a couple there. But I would I would go into a press conference with an agenda. Not not a bad agenda, just I got to get some stories done. Here are some potential stories I'd like to work on this week. Can I get some quotes from Bob Stoops or Mike Stoops or Brent Venables either, you know, to help support that story? And so sometimes I think questions get asked like out of the blue, like why in the world does he care about a game 30 years ago? Well, he's doing a story on it. That's why he's doing a story on some game 30 years ago. The press conference, he, he is not going to the press conference saying, what question can I ask that would be entertaining to all the listeners back home today? He's going to the press conference with a job to do. Or Jenny Carlson or Barry Trammell or Toby Rowland 10 years ago, whatever the case. He's going to the press conference with a job to do. I got some stories to write. These are some ideas I have. Can I get some quotes that will make these stories interesting? Or maybe the quote you get completely obliterates the idea and you say, well, that went nowhere. I got. I thought I had a good story idea, and, and now I don't. I'm going to have to start over. So, there you go. I think sometimes, uh, I think sometimes people say, "Why does Why does he want to know that? I don't want to know that. Why does he want to know that? She want to know that? Well, they're working on a story. So, would you yeah. just let the listeners think that the media are, are, are idiots? Quit taking up for them. Come on. Well, 
We are idiots. <laughs> but it's our opportunity to gather sound bites for TV or quotes for the newspaper, whatever the case may be, that we need. We need. That's the fuel of our job. we got to get these. You know, you can't just, otherwise you're just writing prose. So I will say this. I am amused. Uh, I love uh, Kerry Murdoch. We worked together for years, TJ. I continue to uh, listen to his podcast, and he does great work. But I, I don't know if you know this. He's been in the process of putting together a little TV studio over there at his new office. Really? I haven't for... seen this on his social medias. Is this really happening? An unbelievable amount of time he's been working on these offices. He work, he's always working. He's trying to put together. And I know you'll remember this. I remember clearly when we worked together back in the day, him telling me that TV guys are not real journalists. Right. And now he is trying with every fiber in his body to be a TV guy. He's continuing to buy cameras and build studios and do all these YouTube videos now and everything. I'm just huh. going to the day is coming where I'm going to remind him that TV guys are not real journalists. Perhaps you should remind him too that everyone hates the NBA, no one wants to talk about it. It's a stupid ridiculous sport. <laughs> I'll remind him of that too. Uh, no, I, love I I did see a picture of their studio the other day. I was like, hmm, that looks a lot like a TV studio, Carrie. <laughs> Speaking of studios, I'm getting emotional here. I'm not even joking. My stomach hurts right oh, now. Yeah. It hurts why right now. You, oh, let me look at. This I didn't new think it was going why, to. Why are you getting emotional? I didn't this? think it was going to bother me, but. Tell people what's going on. Well, our main studio is getting remodeled, and it started today. And there's been carpet on the wall for sounding. This carpet's been up since before I began here almost 21 years ago. And now it has been ripped completely down. Now I see what's behind the carpet on we the walls. We had carpet on our walls yes. for soundproofing yes. purposes. Okay. Yeah, uh, these fancy soundproof panelings are going up in their place and everything. It's going to look great. But I did not think I would get emotional, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have. I've gotten a You're little, emotional. I'm a little, uh, my stomach hurts. I'm a little, uh, hmm, I don't know about this. Have I'm you very much old school. Not teary. I just sick to my stomach a little bit. So, hmm. Hmm. There was some wallpaper on that wall behind the carpet, though. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's tore up for a lot of it, but you can tell it was some 60s or 70s wallpaper of trees. Like a brown with uh, light brown trees with leaves. Oh, man. It was now, something. let me get to the bottom of this redesign. Because uh, you have led me to believe that you and Drake have redesigned what this room is going to look Drake like. Drake more than me. Um, but we, we've discussed it together along with Casey and a couple of others, yes. I don't remember anybody reaching out and asking me my opinion. On the <laughs> Here we go. Like Here we go. <laughs> Why would we ask you about your opinion on anything that has to do with a studio that you don't step foot in outside of twice a year? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I just, you know. Not that I'm going to be living in there a lot, but I got a lot of studio expertise in this old noggin of mine. 
maybe what would be practical, what would look good, what kind of paint we should use, where the chair should go, all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, would It wouldn't hurt you at all to pick up the phone and say, hey, man, we're doing a rebuild here. What do you think about this? And I would have said, you know what, whatever you want to do sounds great. That would have been my you answer. You know when it comes to manly stuff. My feelings are hurt that I wasn't at least consulted a little bit, TJ. You leave the reconstruction and stuff to me, the manly stuff to me. You know I you know yeah, that's right. I install window yeah, I units, really I do all kinds of stuff now, so calm down. I don't really care, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh but you are uh you have looked through that glass uh-huh. into that other room for 20, two decades. Twenty now years of my life was thing. just ripped away. Yes. I slept in that room. I used to sleep in that room a lot. That was my hotel room many of nights at this radio station. So it's just weird. My boys when they were uh I don't know. Two Utes. They were two Utes. Yeah. Would eat McDonald's big breakfasts on Smear the Smear pancakes into the carpet in there. Then I'd go to sleep and I'd be like, why is there pancakes all over the floor? Mike Holt used to work in that room, TJ, in that <laughs> other room there. <laughs> he did, yes. You have a lot of great memories from I've looking into that I've been sleeping studio. on the floor in that room before and a mouse run over my Would head. You quit talking about sleeping on the floor. I'm You're grossing saying. everybody out, okay? Well, I did sleep on Lumber the floor. Lumber Lady there. used to do a show in that. Lumber Killer Lady B. Taco. Taco would do a show in that. So many great Earl from Ada ripped the loudest you-know-what in that room on air that I've ever heard before. Yeah, that probably needs cleaned out. Mike Steely has now worked in that room. Some of the legends in Oklahoma sports, almost all of the legends that you hear on the radio, Barry Trammell had a show Mm -hmm. in, in that room, have at some point, others that are on the air at other stations right now that I probably shouldn't mention, have had... Absolutely. Shows in that room. Through the years, that room has been a it, significant fixture in Oklahoma broadcasting. If the carpet and on those you walls, you guys have destroyed talk. it. Yes. <laughs> the you car- guys have destroyed it. <laughs> yeah, we, we have. It's been Without asking apart. anybody, you think this is a good idea? Should we? It's probably you. Probably could have gotten that room registered with the Oklahoma. Actually, we had, we got advice from a lot of people. We checked with Plank on some stuff. We talked with uh, oh, here we others, here we go. <laughs> engineers, uh, Patrick, and some other people. Else. Yeah, basically yeah, everyone yeah, but you. Good. Yeah, very good. Uh, well, I'm excited to see what this new redesign looks like that you and Drake have come up with. Well, I'm sure head. by, uh, you know, maybe mid-2023, you'll stop by at some point and see it. Here's the good part. Uh, I do know that if everything doesn't work or if it looks terrible. It's TJ's fault. Yeah, at least we can blame you on that. <laughs> this guy goes on Drake. I'm excited. I didn't. I didn't know uh, that this was happening. Obviously, I didn't know. So, interesting, interesting, interesting. You guys are still at 2020 East Alameda, right? <laughs> that's correct. Yes, that's okay. the, that's the station sure. address. <laughs> <Just make laughs> Glad sure. you at least know the address. <laughs> eight eighteen in the morning. We got Craig Way coming up at eight thirty to talk a little Texas football with us this morning. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you, T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by R. 
K. Black. Been in business since 1952, helping you with small and medium-sized businesses right here in Oklahoma and Kansas. Network solutions, copier, fax, printer, scanner, document management, 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. We are way behind. My apologies to you. Let's get caught up. Let's get caught up. Uh, Let's see here. Listening from Illinois. Air Comfort Solutions. Air uh, text line. Listening from Illinois again. Last week when it was 60 here, you wished a heat wave was on us. Today, it's over 100. Even though you got your wish, you're still my way. uh, Still the way I go to listen. Have a great day. Let's get this football thing rolling. All right. Thanks for listening up there in Illinois. Uh, Victor called me off the air. He is also text. He's very upset. We have not had pet of the week. Which we yeah, we, we do need to get the pet of the week at some point. Told him maybe tomorrow. Not like, like, today. We'll, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, Red Sox fan here. Thanks for ruining my day. Angry face emoji. Well, you sh- your life has been ruined by being a Red Sox fan. What do we Sox do about fan. the Red Sox? Uh, we keep mentioning the Buckner play and how well it was called. Mm. And, yeah. Uh, We've not talked about the trade deadline, by the way. Hey, Red Sox fan, get that? over it. You've won titles since then. Get over it. How about that Juan Soto deal, huh? I'm uh, not going to work out. The Padres uh, not going to work out. Regret the day that they made that deal. Do you, is there always this much activity at the trade deadline in baseball? Um, there were a thousand trades. There the were a lot. Days. There were a lot of pitchers, relief pitchers. Jumping places, packaged relief pitchers like these Joey two Gallo guys. Joey Gallo got traded. Joey Gallo, bless him. Why did the Dodgers want him? He strikes out three times at every two at-bats. Because they hope he can find his power numbers again and hit 40 home runs. He was a complete train wreck in New York. Openly admitted yep. it. Said, I hate it here. I don't want to be here. The fans don't like me. I don't like them. Like, yeah. I've no, never seen terrible. a guy come out and like talk the way that he did. And then he was like, I'm normally a 200 hitter. I can't even do that here. I'm hitting 160. And I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to be bragging about being a 200 hitter. (laughs) That's hilarious. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, The texter that wants baseball intro change needs to check himself. The baseball team played for the national championship for crying out loud. Give them their due. Thank you. Well, I think we can uh, mix in a football call with some baseball calls. Hey, you know. hey, you shut up, too. Right. If you want to, I'll jump this thing, fast forward it right to football season. I've overstepped my uh, uh, bounds. I apologize. <laughs> uh, listen to the OU Texas football game in which Kennedy Brooks ran in the winning touchdown. I've been frustrated every morning waiting for y'all to talk about that game. Uh, took me a minute to figure out why. LOL. Don't judge me. I'm old. Do you understand that? I don't. Mm-mm. Listen to the OU Texas football game in which Kennedy Brooks ran in the winning touchdown. I've been frustrated yeah. every morning waiting for y'all to talk about the game, which we did several months ago, uh, almost a year ago now. Uh, took a minute to figure out why. Huh. All right. We're going to need a follow-up explanation <laughs> on this text I don't know. I'm sure it's hilarious, but it went right over our heads. Toby's chippy uh, rendition, hilarious, total LOL. Thank you. Uh, no chipmunk was harmed in the uh, recording of this Not advertisement. True. It's not true. Chippy's dead. <laughs> the cuts. I from love the, the other. Like they, I don't think we know the name of the other chipmunk. I don't doubt to hear the. I don't think we ever hear. But I mean, he's got to be at least up on manslaughter charges or something because he completely tricked Chippy into sticking his head down the drain pipe. 
It's Chippy almost like done it it's almost own. like assisted suicide. Chippy wouldn't have done it on his own. <laughs> right. And this was, hey, Chippy, put your head down that pipe and see what You're saying it was bullying that led to his death. Like, you're, yeah. you ain't cool unless you stick your head down that drain pipe. Hey, Chippy, why don't you run out into the middle of the road at 5 o'clock? I mean, he might as well have said that because the Roto-Rooter guys were on the way. So, <laughs> go ahead, Chief. What do you uh, The cuts from that uh, Chippy segment will carry us well into 2023. Can we add Chippy to the reindeer book? Not a bad idea. Uh, rumor has it Chippy the Chipmunk turned out to be left-handed, so TJ had him eliminated. That's from Southpaw Sooner. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I hate this. I'm I'm on the couch last night at ten thirty. I'm watching the breaking news of Vin Scully, and they're showing clips of Vin. Okay, you know B-roll of Vin Scully broadcasting in the booth, waving to the fans, whatever the case may be. And one of the clips they show is him throwing out a first pitch at Dodger Stadium. I think it was the last game that he called. And he's left-handed. <laughs> and I hate the fact that the first thing I thought about was, well, I bet TJ's going to hate Vince Scully. <laughs> You're the one that dreamed up me hating left-handers because I don't like I mean, Josh Heupel. That has nothing to do that. with other left-handers. And Dylan Gabriel. I do and not hate I... Dylan Gabriel. Stop saying that. And the fact that some of these, all these things happen throughout the course of the day, and the first thing I think about is you. Hey. Just drives me crazy. I'm like a fungus, man. I just grow. <laughs> TJ's going to hate Vince you. Scully. <laughs> <laughs> so, why did you hate Vince Scully? Was it all I about love Vince Scully? I love Vince. Oh. Okay. Uh, Scully's call of the famous Gibson at bat was one of my favorites from my Ute days. <laughs> In a year of the improbable. The, the impossible, impossible has happened. I mean, just what a line. What a what a line. Uh, I watched the Selman Brothers special on ESPN Plus yesterday. Sorry, TJ. All OU has to do to win a national championship is find three stud defensive linemen like the Selman Brothers and a Steve Great. Davis slash Tinker Owens, and we've got it. We're going to be golden. That's from Marlene in OKC. <laughs> well, that's, that's all you got to do. I feel good about the offensive skill position, guys, but I do think. We need to go peek around Ufala a little more because the amount of talent we have found through the years in Ufala, Oklahoma, uh, per capita, TJ, is uh, far and away the most uh, productive town. Uh, to So I agree, whether it's uh, J.C. Watts or the Selman brothers, Ufala's been very good to OU. Without a doubt. be the first, first Friday night of every season I would send a coach to Ufala. See what the Ironheads have this year. Many of you upset about Texas and the fight song. Uh, get that trash off my radio. I'm walking into work and I have to hear that. Don't play that song again. Um, wow. Man, there's several of those. Wow, 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 wow. TJ, have you seen TCU play the last couple of years? That guy can't coach anymore. He needs to stick to playing music. What well, one reason, another reason why he's in uh, Austin. Great spot yeah. for country music to be discovered, so... All right, I got to stop you right here because we got to get Craig Way on when we come back. Uh, quick break. Texas, our number 18 ranked team today. We will talk to the voice of the Longhorns next. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405 735 5510. 
Holy mackerel! We welcome in now my counterpart in Austin, the voice of the Longhorns, the great Craig Way. Good morning, Craig. Hey, how you doing, T-Row? Good to visit with you. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing, it's almost that time, Craig. One month. One month. Uh, you know that, um, you know what that holy mackerel call is from, don't you? Yeah, I do, and I'd rather not relive it. I'd rather well, not I wondered, I, I wondered why you guys were playing that thing, given, given, you know, the game that had happened and the way that it ended. I, I just kind of wondered about that, but. Holy uh, mackerel! Yeah. Yeah, that's that Matt was, Coleman uh, banking in that three pointer at the Lloyd Noble. I, I told you not to talk about it, Craig. We know, we know where <laughs> it came from. That was great. Well, you keep playing oh, it. That's a great... <laughs> it's good to visit with you again. <laughs> um, let's talk a little Texas football. Uh, we're we're sure. getting set for training camp starting and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be Quinn Ewers, right? We got a battle here, or is it going to be Quinn Ewers? Well, it was that question was put to Sark yesterday. He had this kind of state of the team. Uh, fall camp opening press conference, first day of practices today. And um, really and truly, Toby, I think the genesis of it goes back to when spring drills were going on. Sark was very, very adamant in pointing out uh, that during the spring, he said, I don't want to name a starter. I want, he said, I personally expect this thing to be a competition for a while. And so then I asked him a couple of weeks ago when I saw him down at the coaching convention, uh, I said, you didn't want a starter to be named at that time on purpose. He said, well, I wasn't going to be ridiculously stubborn about it if, if uh, you know, if one guy was that clearly that far ahead of the other. And he wasn't talking about just, you know, uh, Quinn Ewers over Hudson Card. He was saying if it was vice versa. He said, I wasn't going to. I was prepared to say it if somebody was that far ahead. He said, but I didn't expect that to be the case. That hadn't been the case. And he pretty much echoed that yesterday. But he has said he would expect to have a decision quicker, certainly than last year when it came down to Hudson Card and Casey Thompson going all the way down to the final week of camp before the start. I think he's expecting this to happen over the course of the week uh, to next 10 days. Now, Somebody asked him for a date, and he said, I'm not going to give you an exact date because you guys will hold me to it. If, if it takes a little longer in the process, well, you said you were going to end. If it's a little quicker, well, you said you were going to wait till then. He said, uh, he said, I have a date in my mind, and I'm going to think it's probably somewhere around mid-camp, probably within the next two weeks. But he, what he did do, Toby, was to outline the differences between the two. He said... Quinn Ewers is still getting comfortable with the system, an entirely new system, and Hudson Card is just trying to make, you know, make progress on where he was last year when he started several games for them. So I think he said they're kind of in their own worlds about what they have to do to improve. Now, having said all of that, from looking at string drills and, and what the players have kind of hinted at over the summer, I think Quinn's in the lead, no question about that, but they're, they're, they're keeping it close to the best right now. Let's set him aside. Um, freshmen or transfers, who are the most exciting new additions that you think have a chance to be difference makers for them this year? Well, 
And that was another thing Sark said after the final game of the year last year, uh, the win over Kansas State, the season's over, and they're done at 5-7. and seven. He said there will be new faces in here next year. And at the time, he said there could be anywhere from 30 to 33 new faces in there. Well, it's actually 35 uh, in that, that, it, that it could be. And I think they've got, you know, you, you mentioned freshmen with some of the guys uh, that they have coming in on the offensive line. They need help. As you know, the, the, the two real need areas, as much as anything else, we're going to be offensive line and then in the linebacking and, and defensive front. I think those were the areas, and they've got some young guys that will make a difference on that. But I think they've become, uh, you know, a, a, a quite a bit more dangerous on the receiving end. We, we saw last year uh, what could happen with Xavier Worthy, and he had a, a freshman All-American season. But uh, to be able to add a couple of other pieces, uh, some freshmen, the Wyoming transfer, I think that all of those things, it, it's going to be interesting to see how the mix goes. And then, Toby, on top of all that, can Jordan Whittington make it through a season healthy? Because when he's been out there, he's been really dangerous. But the problem is they just haven't been able to keep him healthy since he's come to the University of Texas three years ago. You know, uh, five and seven last year, there are preseason top ten predictions, maybe even some college football playoff projections this year for Texas. For them to take that leap forward, that's a big gap there. What has to come together in your mind for these guys this year? Well, that's a quantum leap, I'll, I'll tell you that, uh, Toby. And I, and I don't think anybody down in these parts has, has gone quite that far with it. I, I think most of the folks feel that this is a team that can certainly win eight or nine ball games and maybe uh, really have a realistic shot depending on what they do early in the season and how healthy they stay to can contend and compete for a Big 12 title, but, uh, you know, those are pretty lofty things. I, you know, I, I don't see them right now here on August 3rd as being quite ready for those kind of accolades. They've, they've got a lot of work they've got to put in. Uh, that said, they do have a lot of talented pieces, and, and I mentioned some of the ones we talked about on the offensive side of the football, and I didn't even mention B. John Robinson, obviously. And then, and then on the defensive side of the football, I think they're hoping that if DeMarvian Overshone uh, can play like he did two years ago and, and be healthy again completely all the way through. He can be a big factor as well. Those things have to happen in order for them to even be in the conversation for those type of things that you just laid out there. How, what's all the talk about Bama coming to town? What's the scuttlebutt down there? Lots. Uh, there's, there's a great deal uh, of conversation. I'll give you an example of it, Tubby. Uh, the Longhorns opened the season on September 3rd, like some of the others. And then, of course, Alabama will, will be here on September 10th. Well, uh, there was a, an alumni event, uh, Sark and, uh, and Chris Beard, the, the men's basketball coach, and Vic Schaefer, the women's basketball coach, and I, uh, we were doing kind of this uh, Texas 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 bike tour thing where we were jetting around to different parts of the state visiting with alumni groups, and we did it in Midland, and we did it in Dallas, and in Houston, and then it also took place in San Antonio and Fort Worth and Tyler, and and we got to that. This wasn't in, in Midland or Tyler or something. This was in Dallas, uh, and I was seeing the thing, and I said, you know, folks kept asking questions of Sark about Alabama and this and that, and I finally said, 
Okay, here we go. Rapid fire, quick quiz. Who can tell me who the Longhorns open the season against on September 3rd? And there were about 300 people in that room, and I think three people raised their hands and said, yeah, it's Louisiana Monroe. So (laughs) everyone is really uh, concentrating on on Alabama, although Sark and the staff obviously – are getting guys ready for Yale Monroe when they come in. But there's a great deal of excitement about it. I don't think there's any doubt. Now, I will tell you this, too, and this is going to ring a bell, and probably we were talking about touching a nerve uh, earlier. This will touch a nerve, certainly, with, with Sooner fans. The deal that there are a lot of Texas fans unhappy because that kickoff is, wait for it, 11 a.m., and, and we know what that meant to, to Oklahoma fans with, with uh, the Sooners having to play Nebraska with that 11 a.m. kickoff. And, Texas fans, and I think Alabama fans as well are not happy about that, but we know how television is directing a lot of those decisions. In fact, the vast majority of those decisions. So that's why it's an 11 a.m. kick. So that's brought about a lot of conversation as well, although I think that's probably died down now. People have just kind of you know, they're, they're biting their lip and, and, and you know, accepting it and dealing with it. Uh, last question, Craig. What, um, how much is Gary Patterson involved? What do you see as his role? Well, he's definitely involved in terms of a lot of the preparation that that's putting into the season in terms schematically and things of that nature. Um, Pete Kwiatkowski, defensive coordinator, was asked about it yesterday, and he said he's just another valuable source that we have in preparing this football team. And I think Gary, in similar context, I've visited with him a couple of times, uh, he's he's very relaxed and excited about it, enjoying as he says, just doing cut ups, breaking down tape, and all that kind of stuff. He's he's really enjoying that coaching side of just the coaching part of it, and just being a coach, and not so much worrying about all that CEO stuff and the management and uh, of a roster and and uh, press conferences and all that other kind of stuff. I think he's truly enjoying being able to get back to X's and O's because. So many of those guys, as you know, that that's what they are at their core. They're they're X and O guys, and 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 Gary's one of those guys. But he's been he's been a lot of fun to be around early on, and and really seems to be enjoying his duties. Craig, appreciate it. It'll be here before we know it. Uh, you and I will be sitting side by side in uh, Dallas before we know it as well. Thanks for your time today, buddy. Be safe. You know what? I got a, I got a Facebook. A Facebook, uh, one of those deals about looking back thing, and it was from, I think, eight years ago when you and I were sitting in the middle of the Cotton Bowl playing uh, paper football there. And I said, that was eight years ago. Yeah, I was looking for that for the Pizza Hut commercial, absolutely. So it put a a smile on my face thinking about it with that very, very hot day we had at the 50-yard line on the field of the Cotton Bowl. It'll be here before we know it, as as you said. We obviously moved a lot of pizza for him because they've never asked us back to do it again. So obviously that was a failed advertising campaign for Pizza Hut. Yeah. Craig, thanks, buddy. Take care. All right. Take care, T-Row. See you, bud. All right. Craig Way, voice of the Longhorns, Texas at number 18 on our countdown. We'll take a break. My playing partner from last night's showdown at the trails, Chris Plank, joins us to wrap it up next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. 
All right, what a show. Uh, if you missed it, it's available on um, podcast. And probably by the end of the day, we will get notification that the Smithsonian has requested a copy of it as well. well. Without a doubt. We welcome in now Chris Plank. Time to take our medicine, I'm afraid. Um, as Chris Plank, my playing partner from the match last night at the Trails, joins us. Good morning, Plank. Yeah, I'm sorry, Toby. I was TJ, there's a good chance that I had arguably one of the worst holes of golf ever played by a human being last <laughs> night. There's a really good chance that the, that the par 3 12th might have been the worst played hole in the history of golf. I, I hit a tee shot that went like 12 inches and then they gave me and I yanked one out of bounds and I scolded a, uh, a, a chip shot that I think also went OB. It was, the back nine was quite an experience and one Peyton Roland and Trevor Roland turned it on and uh, Toby's back finally got tired from carrying me. And, uh, no, I was really tough. Yeah, no, uh, I mentioned this right off the top of the show, but if you weren't listening at six o'clock, shame on you. Um, we uh, had a big match last night at the trails, the old guys versus the youths. Uh, Chris and I versus my two sons, Trevor and Peyton. A little uh, scramble showdown. And uh, we were dominated by the kids last night. A 4-3 and three victory. It really wasn't that close. No. We were lucky no. to hang around that long. It's true. And, uh, Very true. My son did say to me on the way home last night, hey, that was cool, Dad. Tell Chris thanks. It's the first time we've had a chance to golf with somebody who's called a championship. So that hurt. That hurt wow. a little bit. That hurt wow. a little bit. Uh, no. <laughs> but we had a great time, man. That was a that was a lot of fun. I appreciate Alan and the trails for closing down the course for us. Uh, yeah. All of the fans that came pouring out last night, most of them behaved themselves, and it was a great right. time. Great time. Do you know what? We really bury the lead here we teed off probably 5 30 yeah and we had played we had played 16 holes before i want to say like what nine o'clock we would have played all 18 if there was still something on the line yeah exactly it it was getting hard to see it was getting hard to see and, and you could tell that the guys at the clubhouse were ready for us to be done because they kept turning on the sprinklers wherever we were playing. They were exactly. like, guys, that's it. We want to go home. Bring the carts back. Course is in incredible shape is one thing we need to make sure we point out. That place, uh, yeah. for all the drought conditions that we've had, uh, it's definitely running laps around my front yard right now. So that's uh, that's good for a golf course, I think. But and the ponds yeah, that you know, were low – the ponds that were yeah. a little bit low, you helped raise the water level last night, so that I thought that was think, nice of you. I think the problem whenever we start saying, hey, let's just play a scramble, is I think, oh, every single chance I get when there's a ball in play, I'm swinging as hard <laughs> as I can. So I donated quite a few balls to the water uh, and to OB territories. The good news is, since it was, just, uh, since it was the four of us, I wouldn't then reload and say, I'm hitting that again, and then lose a second ball. But no, it was it was great, and I'm, I was really grateful to to get that invite and that I was uh, given a hall pass to go uh, to go hang out because it's it, I I say this not just because we're talking, but uh, the Roland boys are a blast. And TJ, you know this, Peyton, Trevor. It also magnifies how quickly time flies because yeah. I still every time I think about 
Peyton and and Trevor. I think about the the touchdown pass to Blake from Blake Bell to Jalen Saunders and these, <laughs> yeah. these two boys, these two little kids that are in the press Hopping box. Hopping up and down in the press box. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, well, these are like, these are grown men that are yeah. awesome adults. And they're not the kids that are jumping around in the press box anymore. But yeah, dude, you've, you've got they some They were awesome an inc- boys, uh, unconquerable duo last night, too. The power of Peyton and the touch of Trevor uh, was, yeah. uh, was just too much for us to handle. Last if, night, so um, we, we need to regroup and challenge him to a rematch yeah. at some time soon. If it would have been tight, I, I really would have counted on you to know what buttons to push to maybe trigger some inner turmoil over there. But I, I will say, we made wasn't the close turn. enough for that to matter. Exactly, we made the turn. I want to say we were all square at the turn, That's and true. when we when we went to ten, Peyton. With the look of a dude that's going to be playing on the PGA Tour, looked at mm-hmm. us and said, this is over, by the way. This is over. And yeah. Okay, whatever. And literally, I want to <laughs> say he played the – if he just played his own ball on the back nine, holy smoke. I mean, it was – and yeah. then any time – it was perfect cart golf is what it was because any time he might be in trouble, Trevor was putting it right where it needed to be. So we were – we were smoked. We were smoked. It was uh, it was a rough night. And then I'm old, and I get back. My I, how about I can't TJ? I can't find my key to my car. I left my wedding ring in the golf cart. I mean, they really you were a little bit of a mess. We're leaving there. Uh, we always a little worried yeah, we, about yeah, you. We, we got to regroup. We got to regroup, Toby. Did you find your keys? It was in my golf bag somehow. It had okay. fallen in my golf bag while I was taking it. From the from the cart, I had my golf bag in the front seat with me because somehow my fob was locked and, and hid in there. <laughs> the car was start. It was a mess. Chris, have the greatest show you've ever had today. Toby, look forward to it. Have a great day, bud. Thanks to Craig Way for joining us today. Chippy as well. You find folks for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great witness day, everyone.